You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2022. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life, your way, with easy, simple ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about without having to compromise life's everyday hustle. So save your kvetching. We're talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy here on out. Yalla, forget about the right and wrong ways to be Jewish. It's time to create a Jewish life you love living. Buckle your seatbelts, you are in for a fun-filled, joyful Jewish ride in today's episode. I'm sitting down with Sharon and Alex of Unkosher Market, the Jewish apparel and lifestyle brand, and I love Unkosher Market. They are all about making Judaism fun, relatable, and even cool with products like Oive face masks and everything bagel nail polish and so much other good stuff. And I just wanted to sit down with them and hear about their business story and the way they're making Judaism fun, relatable, and even cool. So if you are ready for an episode that's devoted to 100% chutzpah, you are in the right place. Let's dive in. So welcome, Sharon and Alex, to the Your Jewish Life, Your Way podcast. We're happy (laughs) happy to be here. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. Welcome. So I've been dying to get you two on. Um, As I said to you just before we went on air, like your content is everywhere. It makes everybody laugh. We're so into all your products and brands and what you do, but we never get to see you two. So I was, I had to get you two on. Let's drop, you know, drop that curtain and (laughs) let's do it. Let's find out about Sharon and Alex and the Unkosher Market story and your Jewish lives. Um, So yeah. How'd you feel about today? You excited? <laughs> yeah, super excited. Happy that, you know, Alex is with me. Yeah, we actually don't get to spend as much time together as we would like because we live, you know, East Coast, West Coast. Sean's in LA, I'm in Montreal. So it's always nice when we have an occasion to, you know, see each other and get together and, you know, meet, uh, meet people. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've got to dive into, you know, I want to find out about, you know, a little bit individually about you, but I've got to dive in and find out the unkosher market story. Like, you know, you live in different corners of the world. You have this really fun, cohesive, successful brand. How did it come about? How, tell, tell me the unkosher market story. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the first part. I'll tell you the first part. Alex came in at the like third part. Um, <laughs> okay. So part one, I was living in Santa Monica and I had a creative partner, um, Alice, and we both are creatives in advertising. And one day um, our my friend Jess basically said that she, you know, she was converting to Judaism and So we thought, oh, that's so fun. We're going to like throw her a little party. I love hosting. And so we had all the girls over. And before then we had this idea of like, why don't we make t-shirts and just like put some sayings on them. And I'm a copywriter. Alice is an art director. So yeah, we'll just do this thing. So we went, we made these shirts uh, with different sayings on them. Uh, Some not in the tribe, but I dig the vibe came from that. 
the chosen one. So we had some fun shirts and everyone came and wore them and we took some pictures. And after that, everyone kind of, you know, on social was like, these are so great, but they really were like cut and just nothing. And so we decided why not throw them on Etsy and just kind of see what happens. And we did. And then after that, uh, we decided to open like a Squarespace or a Shopify account and we, an article, uh, the guardian picked it up and a bunch of other press, That's Jewish the press. newspaper in, in the United Kingdom. Well, biggest was, newspaper in the United Kingdom. It, yeah, wow. it was great. Yeah, it was crazy. So that's kind of where the start came from. And Alex, I know through her dad, um, who was friends with my dad and Alex, uh, at the time I had so many orders and I'm like in my apartment, I also have a job. And so Alex had just moved to LA And so we decided we're going to end up like, you know, helping each other pack these things up. And so Alex kind of like moved in for days to just help pack orders. Um, So at this point, Alex, you didn't kind of, you weren't that involved with the idea. You were just brought in to do the packing. Well, (laughs) like what happened was my dad, because I was in LA and my dad was like, you have to meet Sharon. You have to meet Sharon. You guys are going to be best friends. And I was like, okay. Whatever you say, dad. (laughs) So, you know, Sharon and I went to dinner. We had like the best time ever. And she was like, you know, you can come and help me. And I was really excited to just help or be involved with anything that Sharon was involved with. (laughs) So I I was like really, really excited to get involved. And it just kind of grew from there. So um, like I, you know, we spent a lot of time together. We became really close and we kind of shared a lot of that um, cultural identity that, you know, we both have. And, uh, and it was kind of like this blossoming friendship, but also this blossoming business that I was becoming a part of. And, you know, being able to be involved with Sharon and Alice, they were both really, really creative people. And I'm not as creative. <laughs> I'm more like a strategy and like business operations kind of side. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Which I don't like. <laughs> I don't like that part of it. So I'm happy that, you know, Alex wanted to do it. We even became roommates. Um, yeah. yeah. Just so we could have like a garage space to store stuff to <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And like coming home and packing orders together in front of like, you know, uh, like say yes to the dress or something like that. <laughs> but I love what you said about the sort of Jewish culture because that's it. It's they're not just t-shirts. You really, I think when you came on Instagram, was it three, four years ago, right? You started with your Instagram account. It was like longer. I longer. think it was like yeah. I think it's been like six or seven years, really? which is I, crazy. I, I just remember because I started smashing the glass about eight or nine years ago and I remember when you guys came on I was like yes we need this we need this sort of light entertainment you know a lot of Jewish accounts has changed now but a lot of Jewish accounts were sort of a bit more serious or else they were just about kind of Jewish dogs in kippot or something you know like there were yeah. an, an account that just filled that you know those in jokes and all those puns that you're known for your Yiddish puns which I'm going to do a whole section on that in the, in the podcast in a minute but um how did you know did you expect to be sort of part of this sort of pop culture or how did how did it all come together yeah I don't I don't think we expected it but it kind of had this little life of its own even though we both had kind of different jobs we were doing on top of it and so 
it, you know, as we were doing it, we'd come up with new ideas and new things we wanted to make. Um, and also just wanting to show that, you know, Judaism is fun and that it could be positive and um, how we identify. We wanted to make sure that it felt like something that was cool um, because it is. So that was kind of like our shtick that, that, you know, we occupied, we tried not to ever get way too serious. Obviously, sometimes you have to go there, but in general, like we try to keep it light and fun and insightful and relatable um, and try to represent, you know, a lot of different types of Jews as well. I think a a good example of that is also the masks that we created Um, when the pandemic hit, you know, we were both kind of cooped up in our apartments and we were also kind of maneuvering this like really weird place that the world was in. And we were just like, let's kind of do something that's fun. And that can, you know, a help people through this, but also make them laugh. And so we made these masks and we made the Oyve mask and we made the Schwitzing under here mask. And, you know, I think those were like really great representations of how you can take something that's really, you know, serious but make it really fun and make people kind of laugh and, and, you know, enjoy a time that isn't super enjoyable. And tell me, what's the creative process for that? Because do you, I mean, obviously being such creative minds, Sharon, and obviously with Alice, who's not here today, you must have sort of 20 lines that you think will work. Do you whittle them down yourselves? Do you test them out in polls on Instagram? And like, have you ever released something which you thought this is going to be a big hit and nobody's bought it. And then the other way around, you're like, ah, this won't fly and everyone loves it. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a test and learn, you know, as a creative person, myself in advertising, you, you come up with your ideas, you write a bunch of different headlines, um, and you definitely want a sounding board and to send them to a few different people to see how they're going to react because there's a line and, you know, you want to toe the line, but you don't want to cross the line. So that part's a little difficult, but it's, it's always fun. We also have, um, our, intern Molly who's working with us and she's a a aspiring copywriter copywriter in advertising too and so Molly's kind of been doing some of the jokes with me lately on social which has been so great because you know there's a lot of Jewish jokes to write but sometimes I'm like it's nice to have a fresh perspective with Molly um, on that and and like I say what what kind of reactions do you have to, to, to when you let's say put out the Oive mask is it gonna, you know or any of your your you know, I want to talk later about your collabs you know you're always bringing new things out to the market do you sort of sit with beta breath for the reaction like what happens when you put something out because it's always fresh and original the, 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 your products yeah well, I think that's the thing is people people really want to see like fresh things all the time and we want to do that but we want to make sure that you know they feel right as well So we just, we wait, we see, and sometimes like we get overwhelming response and sometimes it might be like crickets, but I think that's just the, that's kind of the creative process and you have, you have to kind of be okay that like not everything you do is going to be amazing. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm always, I don't know, there's always this. So for instance, I know you've done nail varnish, you do jewelry, you do t-shirts, you do masks, you do all kinds of things, but there's always that thread running through it of something fresh and light and fun and original. And it's always unmistakably Jewish, but in that light way. And I, and I absolutely love, love that um, consistency. How do you, what's your process, Alex, for um, collabs and, and, you know, 
you know, you might again, you must have so many ideas for collabs. Um, how, how what's that process like when you do collabs? Well, it's it's really when we collaborate with somebody, it's really trying to find the right person to collaborate with, you know, and we really want to make sure that the that their values are in line with our own and that um, and that the product is actually like a, a product that we would buy ourselves, like whether it's something that we collaborated with them on or not, you know, so like something like, for example, Positive Times, which was a collaboration that Sharon brought to the table. Um, and these were like really like young girls who were really vibrant, who were making a great, great product that was, you know, kind of sustainable. It was, uh, you know, it was really like, like fun and new and bright. And we wanted to collaborate with them. And it was just about reaching out. And sometimes you have to take rejection because sometimes people don't want to collaborate with you and that's fine. But if you don't reach out, then you'll never know. And so, you know, it's really about, finding the right partner, finding the right product and making sure that everything aligns between the two companies. And, you know, really promoting both, both companies at the same time, because everything that we do, we make sure that if there's a write-up about our polish, that we're very like inclusive of both brands and to make it kind of, you know, just as equal on both sides. And you talked about earlier, Sharan, your brand being cool. And you'll laugh at this. When I started Smashing the Glass, how many years it was, gosh, 2013, I actually bought the domain name cooljewishbrands.com because I felt there were like so few at the time. <laughs> and I thought I want to kind of collate them. And I imagined making like a cool little brand book of like cool Jewish brands. But obviously time has passed and it's it's not such an unusual thing anymore to be a cool Jewish brand, although it's still we could still do it some more. Um, but you really epitomize that cool kind of LA vibe like your photography is pinpoint the puns are kind of always hit the right place you know how you know do you feel that you are like you can blow your own trumpet do you guys feel like you are one of the other ones doing Jewish cool really well like talk to me about the Jewish cool feel Sharon is the coolest Jewish person I know (laughs) and I'm lucky to call her my friend, my business partner, and my uh, my sister. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I think I think a lot of brands now are kind of in that space, but in different ways. Like, I'm not seeing you know anyone else do crazy polish like we're doing with deli pickles and everything bagel polish. But I am seeing you know the rise of you know the Hala brands, for example, Absolutely. these artisan creative brands. Just the whole community seems so creative right now, and it's like really exciting. And I go on Instagram and I'm resharing what people are creating and just getting inspired and hungry myself <laughs> as I'm doing it. So there's yeah. just a, there's a lot of you know brands I think that are doing a good job right now. I mean even your um, smashing the glass and seeing kind of what you were doing with weddings was really inspiring for me as I was planning my COVID wedding. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, in the show notes, we'll share, um, we'll share a picture from Sharan's elopement. It really was something else. And it inspired a lot of people to just do quick kind of COVID elopements because it was so cool and so fun, but yet so meaningful, you know, cool doesn't have to mean lightweight and lack of meaning. Um, I think one thing that still I'd love to see more of in the in the Jewish, what do we call it, space, is a sort of real attention to visuals. Like that's the thing I think your your brand and, and some others that I can think of are very 
visually beautiful but there that that's kind of only started to be in the last years and I think that's maybe what I meant by kind of cool Jewish brands like actually attention to like really nice typography and high yes. quality photography you know if you search for stock imagery on the Jewish God help you I shouldn't really say God but God help you <laughs> Totally. Jewish stock imagery, right? Yeah. And I think <laughs> both I think, of us, Ron and I are like, no. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I think Alice had a big part to do with that because she is this, you know, this award-winning art director, creative director. And she kind of set the groundwork of like this look and feel um, at the start with just really nice type, really simple. And it's not that like, oh, it's blue and white and it looks you know what I mean? Like, the, it, and it's trying to be Hebrew letters. Like we kind of just like moved away from that. Yes. Um, and I think that as we continue to create stuff, it's with this design language that Alice really helped create. That's, that's great. Oh, I, I've got to meet Alice one day as well. We'll have to do a part two with Alice. Yes. So I've got to ask you, I don't know who's responsible for those catchy Instagram puns, but especially the Yiddish puns. What is the secret to a good Yiddish pun? <laughs> Or a good pun. <laughs> Your account is the undisputed Jewish pun capital of the world. <laughs> it's so funny because at work, a lot of puns are like looked down on, like in in, in writing, right? Like it's yes. kind of like a low low form of humor. But I think that you know we go there with unkosher and we have fun with it, and um, I think it just has to be catchy and kind of pulling from Yiddish that we've heard before that's still accessible. I think that's the big part of it. Um, One of my favorite posts we wrote was, I scream, you scream, we all scream because we're Israeli. Oh, (laughs) Um, I love that. And that's totally, you know, coming from growing up uh, with my mom who is Israeli and my dad who is not. And just kind of that loud family vibe. I'm sure Alex had that too. Um, You also have an Israeli parent, Alex? Uh, no, because <laughs> <laughs> I do. I've also got one, one Israeli, one one uh, non-Israeli, and it's but yeah. loud, right? Yeah. Very, but very loud. Like we were, because my dad would have these big, big. We always had Shabbat dinner every Friday night. It was really, really important to my dad that the family was together every Friday night. We did the prayers and we had like the, you know, five course meal with like the 10 million salads and then the fish and the chicken and then the meat and everything. And, um, he would invite everyone that he could possibly invite to these Shabbat dinners, because for him, it was always a mitzvah to invite, you know, Jewish people and and non-Jewish people alike. And so we would have like 20 people at our Shabbat dinner tables and all of these people screaming over each other. But even just my dad, my grandmother, my uncles, my aunts, even just us alone at the dinner table was enough to make him go (laughs) deaf. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, Jewish culture, isn't it? That's why I guess that was that was a great, well, not a pun, but that was a great Instagram quote, I suppose. That you, that yeah, you an insight. Yeah. Did you find people share like your, your, these kind of little sound bites all over in yeah. Instagram? Yeah. Especially during the holiday times, people are sharing them. There's so much to say around the holidays too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they absolutely do, and I love that we're seeing people tag us in their challah making in their kind of things that they find funny so we're kind of really seeing the community reach out to us as well so it's not you know one-sided which is really nice too 
I recorded a podcast episode recently with Modern Ritual, you know, Rabbi Sam Arena, and I asked them, you know, you are proudly feminist. How does that sit with some of the Jewish traditions, which are not feminist in the slightest? And she said, listen, we are all about all of us together are evolving Judaism. And I love that. And I think that's exactly what you're doing. It's not, it's an evolving, you know, it's making it relatable to 21st, 2021, 2022 living. You know, we want to feel Jewish every day. We want to open our phones and look at Instagram and see a really funny Jewish pun that makes us feel Jewish and joy, joyful. And I just think what you're doing is, is so much more than the product and, you know, spreading Jewish joy and, all these connections you're making. It must, it must feel great for you guys to have this platform as well as the products. Yeah, it definitely feels like, you know, a bit of a mitzvah. Like it feels like we're doing something that's good and we're definitely not doing it because it's super financially successful. Um, but, you know, we, we do it and I feel like we're doing something good, especially during a time where we're seeing kind of so much anti-Semitism. It feels almost like it's hard to stop what we're doing. And, and has the rise in anti-Semitism, you know, has it, has it affected the content and messaging you put out at all? I think it has, but, you know, we still try to keep things light, but there are certain moments that we definitely react to that are happening. Um, I think after what happened in Muncie uh, in 2020, we felt like we had to do something, but what could we do? And we also wanted to be positive. And so we, took our whole stock of our not in the tribe, but I dig the vibe shirts and we gave them away for free because we wanted to make sure that, you know, allies were supporting us and wearing them too. Um, And the same kind of recently, I think in June with what's been going on and kind of the silence around what's happening, uh, we felt like people probably wanted to hide their Judaism because it just at this moment felt like so contentious. Um, and so we gave away all of our like matzah ballin and totes kosh tanks as well. And I don't know if we brought this up yet, but my, my safta, my bubby, she actually is the one who does all of our shipping. Yes, Alex I saw that in her. your bio and your Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And Alex messages with her all the time. So poor, poor safta. I'm sorry that you had hundreds and hundreds of orders to fulfill at that time. Cause I know it was a lot of work, but um, you know, we like to keep her busy. <laughs> well, that's it a beautiful, sprightly. that was a beautiful thing. I remember both those occasions and yeah, it's, it's part of being Jewish, isn't it? What can you do giving um, and, and, and uniting, uniting us in that way? Um, what a special sp- thing to do. Um, we actually have, I don't know if you know, actually inside our Smashing Life community, we have a hashtag PDJ, which stands for Public Display of Judaism. And it could be like wearing a totes coach t-shirt or it could be wearing a giant glittery Star of David earrings or whatever. So um, I just want to ask each of you, what is your favorite, Alex first, what is your favorite or go-to PDJ? Um, you know, I think it might be my Schwitz it out bag. <laughs> um, you know, I think, but you know, even more than that is that I think uh, I, the amount of unkosher market items that we've sold to not only Jewish people, but you know, non-Jewish people alike, like uh, my best friend 
has not only our Schwitz it out tank, but our, our Schwitz it out bag. And she loves like wearing these items everywhere she goes, even though she's not Jewish. And like, you know, we, we love to have our own public displays of Judaism, but it's really fun to see how other people play with it too. And, you know, I call it, you know, Jew adjacent where, you know, like one of my friends almost becomes as Jewish, if not more Jewish than me, like they come over, they light the Hanukkah candles. They love making challah with me. They love like participating in all of these Jewish traditions, even though it's not something that they grew up with. They, we make it fun and we make it interesting and we love to, to talk about it and tell the stories and everything that goes along with it. So it's fun to see, you know, Jewish people identifying as Jewish in a public place, but also to see, you know, our allies who can also have the same like respect and fun and, and excitement for our culture. And do you ever, I'll come to on to you in a minute, Sharon with PDJ, but Alex, do you ever, do you ever hide find yourself hiding your Jewish identity for whatever reason, you know, bearing in mind you have this brand, which is about out and proud, but have you ever found yourself hiding this something or other? Never. <laughs> I mean, like I, I'm, I'm a very out there kind of person and I'm very shameless. Um, and there should maybe, there maybe are moments when I should feel a little bit more, um, I am like, I am all about it. I'm Absolutely. in, I'm out. I'm, 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 no, I'm not out. I'm always in. <laughs> but let me tell you, like, so bearing in mind, you're that person. You're, are you in New York city? No, I I'm in Montreal. That's right. You're in Montreal. Tell me, um, bearing in mind, you've never, felt you've had to hide it which I absolutely and you know there's no right way if you want to hide it that's fine if you understand but but in your situation have you ever had a bad reaction you know or someone say you know have you ever what kind of reaction have you had behaving like that all your life I suppose is the question you know I think I may maybe one of the lucky people who haven't had to deal with a lot of like outward um, anti-Semitism in their lives, but there are times when, you know, maybe people say things that are just jokes, but can be seen as like offensive, like people calling you the Jew or something like that, where, mm -hmm. you know, I work in, I work in the film industry and, you know, there's a lot of Jewish people and, you know, people saying, you know, you people are taking over the industry and stuff like that, yeah. dealing with those kinds of comments. Yeah. yeah. Um, can sometimes be hard to maneuver, you know, but I, I think it's important to, to, you know, allow that, that fun to come out, but also like tell people what is and isn't acceptable. And for you, for people to, to call us the Jews or for people to say that we're taking over the industry, or mm. I remember somebody didn't want to hire a Jewish person in their production company because they thought that there were too many Jewish people in the film industry already. Wow. And, you know, I can understand that we want to be diverse and we want to allow opportunities for everybody, but to not hire someone because they're Jewish, I think is also Absolutely. So, you know, dealing with things like that. Wow. You know, yeah. Up. Yeah. That's a whole episode in itself. Kind of those, <laughs> I don't know, is the right word microaggressions. They don't even sound very micro. <laughs> Kind of very macro, macro aggression. They're like yeah. very well, you know. It's things that people say they don't realize. They how would, it yeah. They wouldn't they consider know. it to be anti-Semitic. They they'd be like, "What me?" You know. Um, yeah. I think it's like 
they don't realize the certain stereotypes they're playing into. And sometimes they seem subtle. And, you know, as we learn, like, the idea of like the Jewish princess, you know, I've learned like, that's not something maybe that we should um, be using or talking about. So even as I'm writing, I'm learning kind of things that we should be avoiding because we don't want to be perpetuating those type of stereotypes. Yeah. So that makes your job all the more challenging sometimes. But then again, you could, you could drive yourself crazy. You know, it's a fine balance, isn't it? Yes. Well, we are going to take a short break. We are going to be right back with these two gorgeous women shortly. Just want to take a moment to tell you about Smashing Life, my Jewish community, and why I love it so much. I literally hang out in there all the time. It is such a special place to connect with like-minded Jewish women and take action and build the life you want on your terms. We have parties, we have socials, we have masterclasses, we have a recipe book, we have all kinds of good things going on there. It's a place to learn Jewish rituals that will fill your life with purpose and advance you in your life and career. And it's a place to feel totally, utterly, wonderfully you. Here's what Sam, one of our members from New York City, has to say about her experience of Smashing Life. What I absolutely love about Smashing Life is the community. There's just no other group on the internet like it. We get to interact with Jewish women from all over the world. I have made the absolute best friends for life. And now I have a friend in every part of the globe. I mean, what's not to love about that? It's really brought me closer to my connection to Judaism. And I just love being a part of this group. Sam is so fabulous. So I invite you to join me, Sam, and so many other wonderful women. Just head to smashinglife.club and join today. Let's make it about Jew in 2022. So when you first uh, came on the scene, all those years ago, five or six years ago, whatever it was, one of the things that I loved was uh, the way you described yourselves. And it was just sassy and fun. And and you used a lot of the time this phrase, you know, made with 100% chutzpah. And you wanted to be associated with chutzpah. So how do you define chutzpah? Why did you want to be associated with it? Because I I think we always need to dedicate a whole episode to the word. It's a fabulous word. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, seeing kind of women doing these things that are brave and courageous, we wanted to kind of have that similar attitude. And that's what the chutzpah is. And it feels like sometimes maybe chutzpah, you shouldn't have chutzpah, but we think we should own having chutzpah. Um, so it's, it's an attitude. And it's when we when we write headlines, when we create products, when we write social posts, making sure that thread that you were talking about, I think it is that chutzpah that's coming through and everything that we're trying to do. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's important to be bold, to be daring, to be going after the things we want. And yeah, I think chutzpah is a very positive word as well, but I know it can be used in a negative way, like so-and-so, they've got so much chutzpah, you know? So uh, no, I mean, I, like, I'm a fan of Yiddish as well. Um, what are your favorite Yiddish words, Alex and Sharan? I think, uh, you know, I like kvetch a lot <laughs> because, you know, I think I'm guilty of kvetching. Um, a bunch, especially right now I'm pregnant. And so I, I feel like I can, I can just go there when I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Alex? I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on your podcast. <laughs> well, go on, try. 
Fakakta. <laughs> fakakta. Yeah. I've never heard it of fakakta. my life at the moment. <laughs> Is it a made up Yiddish word? It just kind of means like everything's kind of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> There's a several Jewish words that, that I'm sorry, it's several Yiddish words that, that could be, but that's a new one to me. You're not making it up it? based on the first syllable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's hold on. If I can get you, let me see if I can get you the direct. <laughs> I like it. I love the way Yiddish words are always kind of, ugh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> in the in the life. It's they don't they don't roll off the tongue. Is a thing, object, or person that is completely messed up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is that your word for 2021, or is it going to be for? It's my word for 2021. I'm hoping to find a different word for 2022. <laughs> So we're closing out the, the year with, with obviously 100% chutzpah with you two. This is our final podcast episode of the year. What do you have to say about 2021? Alex first. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that, well, 2021, one of the sad things was that I wasn't able to actually physically be in the same room as my business partner, Sharon. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier having a creative and business process with her when um, we can be kind of together in, in, in a space. Like she used to live in New York, which was my, way closer to Montreal. And I would drive up often and spend time with her and, and her now wonderful husband who uh, graciously invited me into their home and made a little room for me, which I loved. And I spent a lot of time there and it was really great kind of like getting to spitball off of each other. So my hope for 2022 is to be able to, you know, fly down to LA and, and spend, you know, at least a month or so with her and be able to kind of, uh, you know, have that process together and also just be with my best friend who I love. Oh, that would be so nice. It's been so, I think that, yeah, it's been such a sacrifice we've all had to make of not getting to physically be with the people that we love um, as much. And I hope yeah, and that. Our whole, our whole perspective on travel, like, you know, we would just jump on a plane. It's not, a, and you know, now it's like, okay, are we going to fill the forms? Are we going to do the tests? Are we going to, you know, ugh. <laughs> ugh, exactly. <laughs> so, let's, Let's hope we can have more kind of in-person gatherings and mm. in-person celebrations mm. um, together. I think that would be really nice. And how is your, how would you sum up your, your year, Sharon, and what are you hoping for in, in 2022? You know, it was a different type of year and it was a year where we all had to adapt to kind of change. And I think I was proud that we were able to do it Um and kind of still be stimulated and creative and figure out ways to work together while we're all living in different places. Um, so I think that's a great skill set that, you know, most of us got to learn during this time. But I hope, I hope that, you know, that's something that we can continue to use, but get to be together and get to spend time together. And um, I mean, that's, that's one part of it. I'm also just hoping that you know, things, things start feeling a little better with what's going on in the world and that, you know, people feel more comfortable speaking out against what's happening um, with the rise of anti-Semitism and just feeling like there's not so much silence because 
sorry if this is like the Debbie Downer ending of this no, podcast. No, 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 no I'm, but I'm very interested to hear this. Yeah, I just, I just, I just want people to feel comfortable to speak up and comfortable to um, kind of, you know, we speak up for so many groups of people and so many different causes. And there is this feeling that um, when it comes to our own, we don't. And so we just need to. And I hope that Unkosher Market can help do that in a way that is positive and feels comfortable and invites people in. Well, I think what you're doing with, with your, your T-shirts, your nail varnish, your jewelry, your masks is you're igniting a certain Jewish pride that everyone, and you're making Jewish pride really accessible. You know, some people feel intimidated by some of the rituals, not that they should, you know, it's as simple as lighting Shabbat candles, any candles, tea lights, anything, but some people do. Whereas what you're doing feels easy to feel Jewish and, and if, if we can feel Jewish, if we can feel pride that, you know, ignite pride in being Jewish, we can stand up for it more. We can encourage others to, um, you know, I think it all starts with, I don't know if you follow Ben Freeman, Ben M. Freeman and, and his message. And he's, um, he's, he's, he's fantastic. Anyone that's listening, follow Ben M. Freeman. He's, he's a podcast guest of mine um, in the next couple of months. I think um, he's supposed to speak at my work soon. So that's exciting. Oh, fabulous. Um, yeah. So he talks about, you know, it's about us almost letting go of the shame that that's attached to us from all the antis, you know, from, well, it's, it's quite a, you know, it, it's, it's layers of stuff before almost we can do the work to get others to, to, to speak up for us almost. It's quite, it's quite multi-layered, but it, he wrote a book called Jewish Pride and it all starts with that, you know, um, and I think you are, you are playing your part um has has the rise of anti-semitism actually inspired anything in particular from kosher market or it's just all a sort of one big creative process I think it's just inspired Alex and I to like want to continue what we're doing you know for as long as we can um so yeah I think it's just kind of given us more motivation to what we're doing is actually really important um even though it seems like it's you know light and fun and funny um, there's this, there's this serious need for it. So, um, yeah, I think it's just motivating us a little bit more, even just speaking with you. I feel like, I feel yeah. like I just came back from a pep talk. Like I feel great. <laughs> I'm going to go, go do some I feel writing like, after this. I feel like we should do some kind of collab. I remember, uh, when I was, um, just had smash in the glass, not the old Jewish life, your way brand as well. We talked about maybe doing something around we that, should. but like, we need to, we need to just all get something out. together. Let's get me in the same room as well in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a brain, we'll have a brainstorm together. Let's do it. Come maybe on. Maybe we all meet in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I know. Watch the space uh, audience. We are going to come up with something exciting. In fact, DM us on Instagram and let us know what you think would be a fun collab for us. Um, and, and, and talking of, talking about Instagram and your audience I know you you am I right in saying you speak about your your audience identifying as culturally Jewish what do you mean by that what's your interpretation of culturally Jewish yeah I think it's you know for us it might I mean we also have people who don't identify just as culturally Jewish but for us it's just you can be Jewish and not observant of the religion you can do it the way that you want to do it. You can do this part and not this part and feel good about it. Um, so I think it's, it's more of kind of feeling culturally like this is important to us and we want to uphold some of it, but we also kind of each do it to a different degree. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many different ways of 
being Jewish. And I don't think that, you know, you need to be necessarily religious or keep kosher in the house or, you know, celebrate every single or do Yom Kippur and fast for 25 hours, you know, like everybody has their own way of doing it. And it's not, it, no, no way that you do it is bad. Everybody gets to be Jewish in their own way. And we emphasize the, the ish in Jewish because, you know, it kind of like lets people kind of figure out their own paths to being Jewish. And there's no shame in whatever you do. You can be a Jewish person and eat bacon and, you know, people will look down on that or people won't, but us, like we're accepting of the bacon eaters and the non-bacon eaters. <laughs> <all day. laughs> Absolutely. And it's so important to work out what's important to you and not worry what others are going to think, because people are going to think something, whatever you do. So you might as well do the things that give you joy and meaning and shut out all those voices. I think that's yeah. a good that's a good uh, focus for, for the coming upcoming year as well. I think also um, just being creative with what you're doing, like create new traditions and new things. I remember when I turned 30, I hadn't been bought mitzvah and so I decided to do a yacht mitzvah and it was just like oh a my God, boat. about a yacht mitzvah and yeah it know. was so fun I was just like I'm I'm not getting bought mitzvah I don't really want to do the Torah portion um, but when I turned 30 I was like this would be an amazing theme and so we you know we booked a little boat on in Marina del Rey and everyone kind of dressed in tropical clothes and I got yarmulkes made for everyone that were kind of fuchsia with gold pineapples around. Um, And there was a six and a half foot chocolate chip challah that a friend of mine, Natalie, (laughs) got me. And it was just, and it was Jews and non-Jews. It was just like all my friends. And it was, you know, a DJ playing what would have been playing at our bat mitzvah if I had done one. Um, So it was just, it was so fun. So I think stuff like that is like the thing that I'm excited about because it's like, our spin on something yes, yes. right and just like do do whatever you want having the confidence to to make it yours that's why we always say your Jewish life your way and you know there's always going to be those judgy pants types you know every time we put like we put out something every at least once a week we get someone saying how can you put that on your Instagram account when this so-and-so supported this person in 1935 and you're and you know there's always there's always someone that's going to find some connection to not like something you're doing and that's fine we can't judge ourselves by how others judge us that's just a sad place to be so yeah let's be inspired by yuck mitzvahs and and uh purple and gold kippot actually that made me think have you ever thought about doing yamulkas you must have done right cool yamulkas you know- I think we've thought of it and I think maybe like it's a good it's something we should consider like how do we how do we do it in a way that feels fun and it's maybe it's like for Shabbat you know what yeah. I mean like I think it's a gap I really do I really do but <laughs> cool yarmulkes okay yeah. this next next market <laughs> so also Sharon, I realized I never got around to your PDJ so do you have what's your favorite public display of Judaism if you have one or no I'll way. just go back to your mitzvah because I think that like it, it it set a new tone, a new a new bar of like things you can do, and um, yeah. yeah, I think I think my next thing is just kind of wanting to really get into challah making. I spend so much time looking at other people making challah and eating other people's challah. I think it's time maybe that I I the get painting. in that kitchen and and, and the painting behind it. you looks like a rainbow challah. 
<laughs> it does a little bit. It does. That's funny. You know, but yeah, um, I think maybe that would be a fun thing to try to get into. Can you make really? a salmon and chocolate challah? Cause like, I'm really craving that right now. Chocolate what challah? Challah, chocolate and cinnamon. Oh, I love it. I love all of it. I love savory challah too, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So you're just, you're living out your Jewish life your way. And yeah, I love what you're saying about let's come up with our own ideas. We don't even, even have to sort of, is it right? Is it wrong? It's your idea. Do it. Enjoy. And, and involve your non-Jewish friends with it as well to make it even more, you know, wholesome and fun. So we're going to close out with some fun, quick fire questions. You ready? You can just shout out your answers. Do, do Let's the do shout. it. Yeah. <laughs> you scream Alex, do the shouting. <laughs> I'm really good at shouting. <laughs> okay. Matzo ball soup or bagels with locks? Bagels with locks. Uh, can I dip the bagel in the matzo ball soup? <laughs> No, <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> uh, yeah, got- ball soup, but it has to have a lot of dill in it. Lots of dill. Yeah. Love dill. Okay. Um, red wine, white wine, or grape juice for Kiddush? Red wine. Manashevitz. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Buy or bake a challah? Bake is the goal. Buy is the <laughs> convenience. Buy is the reality. (laughs) If if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Had to ask you guys with with all your lines, a billboard with anything on it that everyone was going to (laughs) see. I had this silly idea of like, you know, what if we had a billboard? It was more of an activation, so I'm bending your rules. But it was like a link to a Jewish mom bot. So imagine... (laughs) I actually think we should do this. Imagine like, oh, you want to know what it's like to have a Jewish mom? And then all it does is automatically te- text you all the time. Like, are you hungry? Where are you? What are you doing? Like, you know, all the time. And you get 30 voicemails <laughs> right away. So I think we need to make the Jewish mom bot. Or a, or a Bubby hotline number just posted on the billboard. Just like we'll just put, we'll put Safta's phone number. Shoulder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Color with any issues that you have. Your, if your orders don't talk to that. Alex. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And finally, I'm going to ask each of you this. Um, Alex, you go first. If you could Wait. have, if you could have a Friday night dinner with any three Jewish people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um, so I really love Fran Drescher because <laughs> I grew up watching The Nanny. Um, Larry David because he is my father, a hundred percent. And, uh, and RVG Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. I think she's, that's a fun table. I I don't, I don't think I know anybody who wouldn't name Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. I think, I think RVG is on my list. I think Alex Feldman's on my list since we haven't had had dinner, um, in a long time, that would be so nice. Um, and then I think not that we need more comedic relief because we've got Alex, but maybe Adam Sandler. Uh, oh my God. Yes. Right. It would be so Can fun. I come to your dinner. Yes. You're there. You're invited to mine. <laughs> okay. So are you two, have you got plans to meet in 2022? I kind of feel like I need to 
get you two together in the same room as part of my my goal from the podcast today. You, you obviously just got such a connection and a chemistry and a love and a deep, deep friendship. 2022, well, if, me, right? Yeah. Well, Karen, you sadly, it was love at first sight for Sharon <laughs> and I over sushi. Um, like I fell madly and deeply in love with her and just, you know, I would, I would, I, if I could, I would just spend my life tucked away in her backpack or something. Well, we gotta, we gotta get you to move to LA. That would be so nice, but yeah. I am going to see any any Jewish boys in LA who I, I'm going to work on it. I, I actually literally just told Mike that I was like, okay, we need to think for Alex yeah, yeah. matchmaking. Yeah. But I am going to see Alex, you know, if, you know, hoping everything goes well, my wedding's now going to be in August, 2022 in Toronto. So definitely Alex is a part of the uh, bridal party she's one of our bridesmaids and so Aww. I'm excited for that I, so. I had to get my dress approved by by Sharon but I'm I'm excited about it and um I'm planning on seeing her before then so I'm planning yes. on coming to LA to, to to visit um hopefully in like you know May or something like that so it sounds like you guys have already fun 2022 ahead. And, and Karen uh, has to come too, or we'll come to London because I really want to go. Come to London. I'm going to be in New York um, in 2022. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep each other abreast of, okay. of our movements. And uh, yeah, and I want to see those wedding photos. And if, if Sharon approves of your dress, Alex, I bet it's spectacular. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it really the is. Brief like, is crazy. There were parameters that I had to follow, and I got one dress that I like. I bought, and now I I use it as my villanelle dress from the oh. show. <laughs> but uh, but then I got another dress from a, a show that I worked on, and it's perfection, and I cannot wait to wear it. Now oh. I just need the shoes. Well, I can't think of two more fabulous women to wrap up uh, 2021 with. This has been so much fun. Um, you are both 100% chutzpah and living it, you know, let's live it through into the, the, the upcoming year as well. Let's be daring, bold, authentic, and hopefully everyone that's listening will be too. I inspire you to be. Um, where can everyone find you guys? Um, where's the best place to find Unkosher Market? I think just come to our Instagram at unkosher market and check us out there. Sharon lives at 1180. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, I sincerely hope we, we, we do all get in the same room together um, in 2022 because I just, I just love your creativity, your message, your, the way you, you you don't just you know have ideas you make them happen you create and it's just so fun to be in your world and 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 thanks for for being on the podcast today it's been so much fun so much fun thank you yeah so much all right well we'll say goodbye and we'll say goodbye to 2021 as well bye bye 2021 (laughs) bye